Anybody who's dealing with the stressors of raising children in a modern world, and now we're more aware than ever of what mental health has, and I don't think you can have any other health until you have mental health. We are trying to break down the stigma of mental health, that it's not a dirty word, it's not something you should be ashamed of. All right, it's time for another edition of Valley Health Check, a great resource for you and your family at MyMixFM.com. From diabetes to obesity to the emergency room to so many things that a great resource, absolutely free for you. And it's time for another segment, a very important segment. We're going to talk about mental health for working moms and parents. And from Horizon Health, Aaron Frank's here to do the intros and get us started. How you Hi, doing? Kevin. Good. Hey. Good to see you. Thanks for having us back. It's a pleasure, as always. Today, I brought with me some Samantha Volstorf. Samantha works out of our Paris clinic. She is a family nurse practitioner. And then she also has an additional site credential that she's going to be sharing some of that knowledge with us today. This sounds like a very important topic and a very important podcast that we're going to talk about today. Now, Samantha, I'm looking at your credentials, PMHNP. Yes. What what does that mean? I, I don't need to buy a vowel, do I? <laughs> well, it stands for psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I guess the most basic question I can ask, what is mental health? Mental health is the wellness of your brain and your mind and your thoughts and your feelings. That just sounds deep, right? Yeah. Info, I was it? like, that's the most concise version I've ever heard. That sounds really <laughs> great. Um, and is it the same as behavioral health? Yeah, the terms are interchangeable. Okay. You know, psychology, psychiatry, mental health, mental wellness, and behavioral health, all on the same continuum of what's going on in your head. So I like the fact that you said wellness. When you were defining it, your definition said the wellness of your brain. So that makes me think that it's not just acute. It's not just waiting till something traumatic happens. It makes me think that there's some ongoing work that needs to be done. Definitely. I think there's prevention just like with other medical ailments that you have. Yeah, I think that mental health for parents especially makes me think of all parents. Are you talking to me? Are you not talking to me? Who, who needs that? 100% of the people. All of the time, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, anybody who's dealing with the stressors of raising children in a modern world. And now we're more aware than ever of what mental health has. And I don't think you can have any other health until you have mental health. Because if your wow. head's not in the right space, you're not going to go to the doctor. You're not going to go get your blood drawn. You're not going to follow through with things because maybe you don't care. Maybe you're too anxious. You're sad. Sounds like a tough chicken and egg situation. And I can only imagine. I mean, let's look back at the last year and a half. It has been a crazy yes. year and a half for so many different reasons that I can only imagine the mental health from parents, kids, and pretty much all demographics, it has been trying. It has been. Have you talked to more people? I mean, oh, it, definitely. I, I mean, I know that was a basic question, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but that's good news to me that people are reaching out, correct? Yeah, I think that people are more aware now. I think even from social media posts to even things like we're doing right now, it's more available and more in your face than it used to be. And it's okay. And it's okay. And one of the things, just like suicide awareness, we are trying to break down the stigma of mental health. That it's not a dirty word. It's not something you should be ashamed of. You know, you, you break your arm, you go get care. That's You're not embarrassed about that. But there's something about mental health that we think is too secretive. And I think we're changing that. And some people are really buying into that. And, and business is good because mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's awesome because, you know, we get over that speed bump. It's it's only going to make life better for anyone that's that's suffering. And I don't know if suffering is a word to use. Is that a well, good word to use? Yeah. Mental anguish, distress, 
Um, stress is something that I use a lot because just because you are overwhelmed and stressed doesn't mean you have a diagnosable illness. That doesn't mean that you have pathology going on. You may just be feeling like everyone else because you've got too many things to do and not enough time to do it in. Now, is there a certain demographic or age that's more, I don't know, susceptible to mental health issues? Well, and I was thinking about that question and honestly, it's a it's kind of a continuum based on socioeconomic information. And you'd think that the more money you have, the more resources you'd have, the less you would have to worry about. And really, it's everyone. So if you don't have enough money to pay your bills and you don't have a car to drive to your appointments, yeah, that's, that's very difficult. But it's also difficult if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have three little children and you have this huge house to clean and you have no one else to talk to. Yes, financially and maybe even educationally, you have some advantages, but there's also disadvantages. So it's really, again, 100% of the people are affected in different ways. How is one able to take control of their mental health? Well, first of all, accepting that mental health is a true thing you need to take care of. It's not just the concrete information of, well, I wake up and I go to work and that's it. And, you know, my brain just keeps going. You have to understand that there might be some times that you need extra help. Acceptance, I guess, would be the first step. I think you made the comment acknowledging the fact that it's something you have to take care of. Well, how do you take care of it? And and how do I know when I need to take care of it? Is it like, you know, peaks and valleys or is it, you know, more of a flatline thing that always needs to kind of be maintained along the way? Well, I think that when you find yourself struggling for a long period of time, what's a long time? Greater than two weeks. Okay. It's kind of the standard in mental health, I guess, that if you are having blue days, sad days, longer than just a couple hours, longer than a day or two, you might need some help. If others have commented to you, you don't mm-hmm. seem yourself, mm-hmm. you seem scattered. Any comments from outside people that are trusted mm-hmm. sources, you know, a husband, a significant other, if, if they're saying, wow, you seem really irritable, mm-hmm. you haven't been sleeping well, you're snapping at people, that's probably a time that you would seek help. Is it safe to say most anyone at some point in their life go through this and it's okay to ask for help to get better and feel better? I I think so, yes. I mean, I know me personally, I have. I Mm -hmm. think we have ups and downs. I think the biggest problem is realizing it and making that call or going to talk to somebody about it. And we talked about that earlier. It's those speed bumps. But conversations like this, we can only hope make that better. Well, and I think one one thing that patients will often say is, I feel better already. I when they mm-hmm. leave the, the room, unloading. they will feel like, yeah. okay, now wait a minute. Somebody just listened to me for an hour and heard my life story and made me feel a little bit better. Just sharing that. Are there things we can do preventatively yeah. to help? Yes, definitely. And I kind of have my list of things that I've been thinking about. One thing that I have found is decreasing your social media. And mm-hmm. uh, Boy, that's a biggie. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Yeah. And and I don't and I don't necessarily mean social media that's fun and uplifting, but I mean the social media that makes you feel worse about yourself. I had a patient not too long ago who said, you know, I see these people going on trips and everything is so fun for them and I'm stuck at home and I can't do that. The inherent thing that people do is they want to compare themselves to others mm-hmm. and they often forget people put the good things on social media or they put the very dramatic things that they need reassurance on and I've 
stepped away from mass amounts of negativity on social media mm-hmm. and things that make you feel bad and, you know, not spending as much time on that. And then the flip side of that is living in the moment. Not everything has to be taken a picture mm-hmm. of right. and stop. Let me pose you. There's, I guess, old fashioned. Go back to the way it used to be a little bit. Old school, I think, is okay sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the things. One of my favorite things a social worker friend of mine had talked about is you lower your expectation of others. If mm-hmm. you expect everyone to be at a certain high level, you're almost always disappointed. Right. So if you lower your expectations, so for example, you know, I expect someone to just show up. Okay, that's a pretty low expectation. But see, now I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Now if I expect them to show up and they're going to show up early and they're going to bring a surprise and they're going to be in a great mood, well, now I might be disappointed. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the other things. And I'm not saying that for children necessarily, but adults of other adults. Mm-hmm. And that can make you a little bit happier. Um, Asking for help, we already mentioned that. I definitely think ask others to help you fold the laundry. Ask others to help get Junior in the bathtub. If you try to take it on all yourself, you're always going to be frustrated Mm -hmm. and stressed out. Mm -hmm. Why can't anybody read my mind? Yes, yes. That comes with a lot of resentment. In quotes, they should just know. He Mm -hmm. should just understand what I need. And accept that if you ask for help folding the laundry, maybe they don't fold it the same way you do. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah, I got to let that go, too. Yeah, there's some things that Uh you could let go. But I got to be honest, I would love help with the laundry at home, and they could fold it poorly, and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) See, your expectations are nice. That's an appropriate expectation. It's not too high. Uh, I think something that I learned in Nursing 101 is cluster your care. So don't try to do one task and then come back. Now I've completed it. Try to organize things in um, a timely fashion. That way you get bigger bang for your buck. You do things in multitasking possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to feel more accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. The little things like, I mean, I think of the goodness I feel from writing a list and yes. checking things off of Boy, it. I can relate to that. And, you know, I, I love a good highlighter, right? It's just I that sense of fulfillment. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I don't know. I never would have thought about that as a contributing factor to mental health, but maybe it's some little things like that that just feel like a win. Cleaning out a drawer. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. My grandmother taught me that. Let's clean out this drawer. Wow, it's a small thing. But then when you look at it, you think, hey, I did that. Instead mm-hmm. of, I'm going to clean this whole house from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, You're taking on too much. You divide it up, make it smaller. That small accomplishment is just a foundation for <laughs> other wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's amazing. Or just something that you can see that you did. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things I feel like in the day that we maybe are accomplishing things, but it's not anything tangible that I can go back and reflect on so it feels like I lost my day mm-hmm. I mean that I I feel that way a lot that you know I'm sure I did something today but I don't know what really I have to show for it cleaning out a drawer would be such a visible thing that I yeah. could feel just a ah from that I now know where the scissors are yeah <laughs> I've been looking for them for a week and a half I mean yeah. it's those little things but those said. reduce your stress yes. the things that you do like right. that I think another thing would be not labeling things in a derogatory manner. I'm crazy. I'm stupid. You know, and that's hard. And self-esteem is hard. One of the things that I was thinking about also is you start that when you're little and you try to get children to have a good self-esteem because if they don't, when they come to see me, I can't give that person self-esteem and I don't have a pill for that. I don't have a therapy to make you believe you are a good person. So it's something you have to work on and foster 
mm-hmm. throughout your life and throughout your children's life. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing because that's not, you don't have schizophrenia. That's not a diagnosis. Low self-esteem is something I see a lot. And I think that we could work harder on that. Well, another thing I was going to ask you is about mental health with the kids. And you kind of touched yes. on that and, and kind of reaffirming and reassuring these things at a young age can, can help their mental health as they get older, correct? Yes, And I think also not labeling something with a negative connotation and also focusing on a behavior, not the person. So the classic is you, you're bad, you're wrong, you're not trying hard enough. Flip that to let's work on this together. I like to see it when you try. You flip everything to the positive and then the person wants to meet you there rather than Mm -hmm. giving up. I think that can enhance so many things with that child, just a a redirection, Uh, just the way you say it. A few words can make a huge difference. I think one of the hardest things as a parent is the practice what you preach part of that. Yeah. Because it's it's (laughs) easy to be a cheerleader for your kids, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to change the way you carry yourself. And, you know, the perceptions you have of yourself and the way you talk about things unrelated to your kids. But it's it's the practice what you preach. Right. That's probably rubbing off more than the the very um, intentional, positive nature that we speak to our kids with. Well, role modeling is really important. Thank you. Way quicker way to say that. Role modeling. You role model, whether that be body positivity, mental wellness, Mm -hmm. self-esteem. If you stand in front of the mirror and you make all of the negative comments, your children are going to see that. Mm -hmm. How about I'm strong. I'm good. I tried hard. I did this. Yeah. This fun. Right. Positive statements go a long way. Kind of empower yourself and in return, empowering your kids. Yeah. You know? in many different ways. Now, on the topic of kids, I think we have to bounce back real quick to one of the first things you said, which is the technology factor. Mm -hmm. So obviously everything you said about technology affecting adults, I'm sure spills over to kids, but is there any additional things for kids we need to be mindful of? Yes. Number one, know the temperament of your child. And any child that you're raising or that you've been around, you know, there are some that can limit themselves. Mm -hmm. There are some that uh, a frown at them and they know they've done wrong. And others that are more strong-willed and more stubborn, spirited children, maybe they have to have a little firmer, stronger guidance Mm -hmm. in that. For example, my child, he would not limit himself. Mm -hmm. I have to impose that limit on him. Otherwise, hours go by and now Mm -hmm. thousands of YouTube videos later. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's almost an addictive quality to the constant instant gratification of videos, whatever the entity may be. And some people can handle that easier. Mm -hmm. Some children can handle it easier and others can't. So I think you have to know that. And I think then there's time and quantity. How much time is the person spending and what is the quantity or the quality, I guess, the quality of the videos? Is it scary? Are there jump scares in it? Is there evil? Are there cuss words? Those kind of things. You just have to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they need to be limited. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how, you know, I remember growing up and it'd be TV time. Got to limit your TV time. You got to limit your TV time. Mm -hmm. It's almost switched now to. Yeah. And now it's uh, I feel like. TV is fabulous. You want to watch some TV? I mean, not... (laughs) What's that? that? There's something different about them having 
it so close to their face, about them having it so controllable and searchable. And there's something really much different about it than television. Yeah. It's just instant gratification. I want to change my video. Click. I want to. Oh, I don't like this one. Click. Versus a movie, for example, Mm -hmm. you have to watch it wind up and then there's the climactic point and then the wind down. And to some, especially those who might have attention deficit disorder, Mm -hmm. their patience and their focus and attention span is so much shorter that they're going to drift over to the fast pace, the Mm -hmm. visual, the music that are in videos. And honestly, it's not that good for their brain. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of research available. You can quickly find evidence-based research on this. And truly, it's the time and the quality of the videos you're watching. So I think a token system of you earn it. You can earn that time if you really like it. You need to earn it but it needs to be in small quantity. With kids then, my my biggest question would really be, how do I know when it's a time that we need to be seeking help for my child? Well, Mm -hmm. I think they're, again, just like adults. How long have they had trouble? Was it just one bad day? Or was it weeks of bad days? And then multiple locations. Is it just at home or is it also at school? When it's at multiple places, you definitely need to seek some assistance. Another thing that I have been thinking about a lot recently is what is true human emotion and what is acceptable and what's a pathological problem? What is something that needs medicine and therapy? Well, it's normal to feel sad when something's sad. Mm -hmm. It's normal to grieve and feel sadness. And it's normal to be excited and happy when you're doing something like that. You're going on a trip. So those things are normal Mm -hmm. and normalizing shifts in emotion because we're not robots. Yeah. So I, I think that is something for a parent and a child to both understand about a parent and about the child, you know, the relationship back and forth. So it's okay for mom to get frustrated sometimes because she has a lot going on. Mm -hmm. It's okay for my child to be upset because she's got five tests today. That's normal. So normalizing human emotion, I think, is important too for parents. I think the thing with that is um, taking into consideration age appropriateness. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and where, how do we kind of judge that and benchmark that? And can that be also be a trigger that maybe means we need to go seek help? I, I think you will know in your gut instantly if this is something you're dealing with on the daily basis. Mm-hmm. That the person is having multiple meltdowns. Mm-hmm. They can't handle the stressors of daily living. You need some help then. If there's anybody listening to this today, I think this has been a very, very important topic. And Absolutely. Uh, uh, Samantha, thank you so much for coming in. Just thinking that someone's listening to this might shed a little light. I would encourage you to go to myhorizonhealth.org. There's resources there that can get you on your way, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can learn more about the services that we offer, the team that, that helps facilitate things, um, and, and that can be a great starting point. And I'm sure, Samantha, that's the key, just reaching out, yes. right? Well, this has been another great episode of Valley Health Check. Samantha, thank you so much. Aaron. Uh, We appreciate you coming in. Valley Health Check is online at mymixfm.com. And it's it's with Horizon Health. We encourage you to check it out or even go to myhorizonhealth.org. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you.